Last time on Mixed Success. I went down the main staircase, and I was trying to find the entrance to the engine room there, but it's this huge room of shifting staircases, and it, it doesn't quite seem possible. Oh, the stair room, yeah. <laughs> what? Um, Cassio, you make your way up. Uh, there's like some stairs, um, and then you can kind of just, it's a very clear pathway to the control room. Kick the door open. There's like runes and things um, on the control panel. It's not uh, just obviously powered by electricity or something like that. There's some, seems to be some sort of like spiritual magic flowing through this. I want to smash stuff. Yeah, you want to smash yeah, stuff? Yeah, I want to smash Yeah, um, <laughs> Yeah, you smash the shit out of this. Edgar, you harness the power of the gods. Um, Fuck yeah. You slam a gigantic lightning bolt down upon the center of this carousel. This curse that you break physically, it kind of, it releases the control that people are under. They start to collapse. So the two of you doing something together um, helped to uh, save these people. Hell yeah. Nice. We didn't even plan for that. The two of you, Jerry and Cassio, you make it through this sort of weird undulating staircase room you edgar um you get kind of caught on one of the stairs um and as you see the two of them they disappear from sight but you get caught um and you get thrown through a doorway um and the door opens up and it pushes you out um into pitch blackness two of you make it down uh you make it to actually this is so funny that it's you two um (laughs) (laughs) you make it down to uh this other floor um you're kind of in now like the cruise quarters um so it's not they don't really have like windows they're kind of like below they're almost at sea level um they're just kind of like dingy kind of crappy rooms um it's just a long hallway rooms are on either side the one thing that you notice is that there is a gigantic sphinx at the end of the hallway. Do I know this guy? No, you've never seen this guy before in your life. Do, do Does Cassio know this guy? Cassio has never <laughs> seen this guy before in his life. You both worked at a 7-Eleven together Cassio, for who like is a this week. Guy? Um, I want to ripstick past him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you ripstick past him. Yeah, I'm going to keep going down He goes the like, hey. You just keep going? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you come back <laughs> around. You turn the corner. Um, you're right back where you were. Hey, Cassio. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, you do it again. You see him again. I just, I just keep coming. Hey, you're Cassio. basically just like, you're Going passing by Jerry uh, Sphinx. All right, what? Jerry Sphinx. What do you want? <laughs> what? Hey. Uh, how's it going, guys? We're, I mean, we're kind of trying to do something here, man. Yeah. Yeah, his, you know how like Sphinxes kind of have like that, um, like they have their two paws yeah. on the ground. Oh, yeah. He's kind of lift up and he sort of like puts his paw underneath his chin. He's kind of just like laying like a cat. You know, sort of thing. Like he's lounging, sort of. I um, mean, he's like, "You guys are the first ones that like made it down here. I'm super stoked for you guys." Uh, yeah, me too. Um, we we want to get through here. Can we go? Um. 
Yeah, if you solve my riddles three. Oh, oh, oh hell yeah! Oh, I love no, I love riddles. This you is love good. The riddles? I love riddles. I'm no, no, it's, it's super. It's super chill. It's super easy. Okay. Yeah, let's do them. Yeah. So the only the only caveat oh. is that no Casio. Oh, sorry. The only uh, Casio. I'm Jerry. I don't think I introduced myself. Um, you know what? You'll figure it out as you play. It's that's fine. We don't need to go over it right now. Um, and he starts to uh, uh, sort of like he sort of stands up and, and shakes himself off a little bit and gets back into that sphinx position um, and he starts to talk in a bit more serious voice. Alright guys so, riddle number one these are going to be super super easy okay? Nice. Some try to hide some try to cheat but time will show we will always meet try as you might to guess my name all right, you've got one minute. And he starts counting down. Can you, can you say it again? Yeah, sure, I can say it again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Some try to hide, some try to meet, but time will show we will always meet. Try as you might to guess my name. And he starts counting down, and he does the Jeopardy theme song. Do, 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 do. A minute has passed. Um, you two have uh, uh, talked amongst yourselves. Um, uh, he goes, okay, all right. One minute is up. First puzzle. I'm going to repeat it one last time just so you hear it. Some try to hide. Some try to cheat. But time will show we will always meet. Try as you might to guess my name. The answer is... Death. Bingo. There you go. Okay, one riddle hey, down. Hey, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Wow. That's awesome, dude. Um, okay, yeah. cool. We're going to do the second riddle. Um, are you ready for this one? This one's pretty easy, too, so don't worry about it. I'm alive, but without breath. I'm as cold in life as in death. I'm never thirsty, though I always drink. What am I? A lizard. Are you sure? Final answer. <laughs> Final answer? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me, uh, let, me, let me double check with Jerry. What are we thinking? I'm still processing the riddle. <laughs> I figured it out after like the first line. I mean, if, if you, you seem pretty confident. I'm alive, but without breath. Lizards. I'm as cold in life as in death. I'm never thirsty, though I always drink. What am I? Lizards do bask sometimes, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're not always cold in life. And I'm going to give you guys 30 seconds for this one. Yeah, I think it's got to be a lizard. It's got, I, mean, I thought about it, and uh, yeah, comes back. Yeah, checks out. Okay. You guys say lizard? Yeah. Lizard. Yeah, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. That one's wrong. What? Okay. Um, and then he, uh, how close are you guys to him? <laughs> I'm, I'm probably pretty close to him. Yeah, yeah, he reaches out and slaps <laughs> you super hard. You take two harms. Just Casio? Um, slams you into the wall Ugh. and goes like, hey, buddy. Um, yeah, sorry, that one's not right. Uh, you're a ghost, right? Is there an answer I can give where you won't hurt me? That's a ghost answer. Um, and then he uh, sort of furrows his brow, and you can feel how that like uh, riddle sort of like made your brain all wrinkly. Like oh, I had really to think about that hard. one so hard. Um, and you take two harm, ignore armor ah. uh, with of like psychic damage. Oh, wait. does my Did my armor count? Your armor counts, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I'm unstable. Oh, Just one harm. 
You're unstable? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been able to I heal. don't know how to help you. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that's two. Um, Wait, what was the answer? Uh, oh, sorry. The answer was a fish. What the fuck? Yeah, because they're cold. Because it's cold in the water. It's you know? some water. Yeah. All right, we're gonna make this one, this last one, really easy. Okay, oh, this one's God. gonna be super, super easy. Okay. This is a classic right here. At night, they come without being fetched, and by day, they are lost without being stolen. Stars. Okay, I didn't even get to count it down, Jerry. That's like super, but yeah, it is the stars, I guess. Okay. Wait, what? It's the stars. Yeah. Oh. Okay, great. So. They tell that one in, mm-hmm. in joke school, or yeah. ghost school. In ghost school? You went to ghost school? I went to joke school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dropped out right, of ghost well, school. <laughs> you guys can fucking go. He's like really disappointed. Well, it was ghost Princeton when my parents called um, it joke school. He rolls school. over onto his side um, and is like, all right, I guess you guys can fucking... There was one more. I tickle his belly up. Oh, thing. my God, I feel so good. No, it's just three riddles. Oh, we had a, we Answer had a, my riddle yeah. three. If you guys like messed up each time, I would have like killed you. That was like the deal. Um, but it, you, know, you didn't say we had to answer the riddles correctly. We just had to answer. Yeah. them. No, you just had to answer them. Yeah, that yeah. was the thing. It was just there was consequences for doing it wrong. Can I change our answer for the second one? No. Okay. I mean, you can go back. You can. I can. We can do them again. Would it be the same riddle? No, I, I have a bunch of riddles. Oh, then no thing. Okay, yeah. Wait, give us one more. You just want a free one? Yeah, just a well, fun. Just well, a fun. what will you give us if we get it right? <laughs> oh, I'm not what, giving you anything. What'll you give up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving you. I'm letting you pass without killing you. All right, well, give us one. Wait, can we? If we give you a riddle that you can't guess, what do we get? Uh, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. <laughs> if you give me a riddle, if you give me a riddle that I can't guess, I'll give you ten bucks. Oh shit! We can take you, that to the casino. Jerry, <laughs> I don't know any riddles. Wait, let's, let's, can we? Can we? Can we huddle for a second? Yeah, you can huddle. <laughs> Wait. I got a deal for you. <laughs> Give me the ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay. It's all my only ten bucks. Okay. I'm sorry. Whatever. You guys did a great job. Any anything we should know before we? No, this is just kind of like a. I'm just here on like um, on vacation, um, so I'm just helping out somebody else, um, and they wanted me to do like in like you know sort of like a repeating room thing. Uh, where like I, if they don't answer the riddles three, I attack them, um, and then you I get sh- a lot of calls for that. Yeah, you know, it's, I, it's like a freelance thing. Yeah. Um, oh, Jerry, did you? You look like you have an idea. Yeah, I, got, I have a riddle. Oh remember, yeah, what's the riddle? Um, a cowboy rode into town on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> he stayed for three nights, then rode out on Friday. How is this possible? He has a horse named Friday. What? Oh man, you're right. Oh, I didn't get that one before. I didn't know the answer. So. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the help on yeah, that. No one. I, I know like most riddles. <laughs> <laughs> so that one I mean good try, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I apologize. My name's Bob, by the way. I don't know if you guys are hanging out or if you're Yeah, just we're just like, hanging out. Okay, well, cool. I'm just kinda hanging out. I kinda got places to be. Okay, oh, wait, where's know. Edgar? Wait, was there did a third guy come down here with us or No, it? no, no. You guys are the first two that I've seen. Whoa. Ever? Yeah. You're so good at this. Yeah. Um yeah, well we're gonna get going. We're going to, you know, we got places to be, stuff to do, uh, riddles do you have to like answer. A, is there like a wristband thing where like if I leave and then come back, will you remember me and I can go you through it again? for our hands. Oh, I got you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Don't worry about I'm going to go see you, if I can find you. You won't come back here though. This is like a one time through thing. Oh, so I can't like go back and then come. I already came back here like I was going like, to go up and find Oh, no, no. You then. can like, yeah, unless, until you solve the riddles three. Once you solve the riddles three, then you can't come back. So, I mean, 
This is like the last time we will see each other. Oh, Bob. Uh, well, it was good to meet you. Hey, it was really good to meet you too. Um, the exit's over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. And you can just head through there. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's, we're going to go ahead. Okay, great. Bye, Bob. We're going to cut straight to Edgar. Um, Edgar, you are in pitch blackness. Um, you can't see your hands. You can't see inches in front of you. You can hear... Um, you hear footsteps... Don't care for that. You hear people running, screaming. Um, but you don't hear anything else. You do feel as though you're surrounded by people. It's loud enough and they're close enough that you feel like you could reach out and touch them. Um, but nobody ever touches you. But you can hear screaming and running off in the distance. I think the first thing I'll do is <clears throat> I'll whip around and try to feel for the door to see if there's anything there. Um, you don't feel anything. It seems like you can move through this space, but there's not like a wall or anything like that if you're trying to find that. I think definitely this a moment of fear like comes over Edgar, like just feeling entirely helpless and unsure of these sounds that he's hearing. <clears throat> are real or not uh, but he takes a moment to sort of calm his nerves and steady himself and like stretches out an arm to start feeling out in front of him and slowly starts to like take a couple of steps forward feeling his way through all this trying to see if he comes into contact with anything sure as you start to move forward um, and move through the space physically you start to hear voices in your head and I want Edgar to sort of describe his worst fears. I think he's just so deeply afraid of what he doesn't know. And the pursuit of the knowledge that he's looking for is scary. But the only thing that's scarier than that is knowing that there are things worse than what he's already encountered out there in the world. And you can't. You can't really do anything about it. Uh, a lot, the people he's seen just be trapped in hell or like on the train that you're totally just subject to the the will and power of these beings is terrifying to him. But more than that is just his his life. Uh, you know his his friend Cassio, his like love Josephine, and everyone else just losing them uh, is what terrifies him most. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any uh, mistakes or regrets Edgar has? I think I think part of it is that he went out on this venture alone. The main goal of that was to make sure that Josephine didn't get harmed in any way, but knowing that him not being there meant losing time with her and also he can't be there to protect her. So I think that's always in the back of his mind. So as you're sort of making your way through this, you can start to um, see these visions. Um, It's an amalgamation of um, everything that is sort of running through Edgar's head. So the lack of knowledge, the feeling like a lack of control, um, 
not knowing the answers to these terrifying questions, not understanding the vastness of the world that you've sort of been thrust into, um, knowing that the people that you love are in danger in a way that is not something you can ever possibly hope to fix. Um, those things start to appear in visions in front of you. Um, you see the death of the people that are closest to you. You see visions of cosmic horrors beyond your comprehension. These, Because all of your other senses are sort of drowned out by this complete blackness, this is all-encompassing. I want you to roll me um, and act under pressure uh, to keep your um, sanity. It's a seven. You're going to take some harm. What? How many harm? How many points are you at right now? Two. You have two? I have two harm. Okay. Um, you're going to take two points of psychic damage. Ignore armor. Um, ignore armor. The blackness starts to fade away um, as you come to in a storage co- closet um, that's no bigger than just like a regular closet. Um, and it seems like you were in here the whole time. Um uh, but what you experienced were the deepest, darkest fears that Edgar could possibly have imagined. Um, and they didn't just seem like they were thoughts. They seemed so real to you. You saw Josephine's death in front of you. You saw um, the limitless, vast escape of space and time and how small and insignificant we are. Um, and you saw all of that and it felt real. Um, and then you come to in a storage closet in the bowels of this ship. Yeah. And I think like realizing that he's just been in this, this closet the entire time, like this is a true moment of weakness for Edgar. And he just kind of curls up in the corner and like starts to, to break down a little bit and like takes a moment to just sort of gather himself. You hear a rumbling as if you were near the engine room. You know the engine is off, um, or at least not working, uh, but you do hear like some kind of rumbling, essentially. The first thing I'm going to do is, is calm down and reassess the situation, be like, okay, I, I can't stay here forever. I need to, I need to save these people. Um, and to do that, the first thing I'm going to do is I want to use magic to uh, heal one harm. Okay. It's an 11. Okay. Heal one harm. I am Great. no longer unstable. Fantastic. Uh, and what does that look like for you again? For me, I think it's just like having like he's cut up and bruised um, from, you know, trying to navigate on the carousel. Uh and so he kind of like rolls up one of his sleeves a bit further and you see like this huge gash on his arm and he kind of like hovers his hand over it and it looks like a miniature lightning storm and it just like tingles for him and just moves his hand down it and like the flesh starts like cauterizes all the open wounds yeah it, it looks a bit like a bit less brutal um just by the nature of magic but it's still not wholly pleasant given the the severity of the energy in the severity of the injury yeah. um but it's enough to keep him going for now nice okay um he's going to get up and like 
dust himself off, like straighten his vest and be like, okay, no, like I need to, I need to pull through this. And he's going to open the door and try to find the source of that noise. Um, yeah, that rumbling, uh, as you open up that door, it must have been pretty well insulated because you hear a thumping beat, like just huge, heavy rumbling bass. Um, uh, and it seems that it's coming from, um, like, like there's a long hallway in front of you. There's a couple different ways that you can go. There's a couple hallways to the right and left. Um, but it looks like, it feels like it's coming straight from in front of you and down further. There are two other doors that materialize um, to the right and left of you, Edgar, uh, as Jerry and Cassio each pop out of one. And the three of you are standing um, all together at this intersection of some hallways and some doors. Um, and you can hear this like pounding bass um, at the end of it. Oh, hey, Edgar. Long time no see, lads. Hey, glad you're all right, man. Let's get going, huh? Sounds good to me. Head towards the noise. Hell yeah. Let's finish this. God bless. <laughs> Cassio gets a beer out of his fanny pack. <laughs> Cracks it right before the big battle. <laughs> Shotguns it. <laughs> the three of you head down this hallway. The music is getting louder. This hallway is long. And it allows you to think back upon what you've seen. You know that the monsters, or at least DJ Bibby, DJ Bobby, um, have threatened to kill people up above however they'd like to. You know that a storm has approached. What you don't know is what these things are, what they're capable of, and what you're heading into. Seems like the greatest riddle is yet to be solved. <laughs> oh, Edgar, we solved some riddles before you weren't there, but we solved all of them. Yeah, we got them all right. As you're walking and you get closer, you reach the um, this door. Um, like, you know, if you're like walking into a club that's like in some big city and it's like below ground and it's just like kind of like a stickered door that looks nondescript, but like you can tell there's like a lot going on behind it. Um, it's It looks exactly like that. It's like a big black door at the base of this little staircase. Well, I know we don't know much about them, but my first guess would be that they use this music to control people. The music started when everyone was being herded towards towards the park, so that might be the first thing that we can try to take out. seems like they also might try to leverage hurting other people to prevent us from hurting them, so... Yeah, and these are kind of like sirens, right? And it's like they're telling they're asking us they're telling us hey you know come do this stuff and I'll give you a big butt and like at least that's well I'm assuming what they told everybody they but told, they were going to give you a what don't, we can move on <laughs> um, but you know there, there's the music and they're trying to give us stuff and we were hypnotized should we should I we, thought that other big guy was the siren I don't get it what big guy the what guy big from guy? before well you wouldn't know I guess but uh, you know Edgar come on you what, were there what big the guy, guy. You know, the other big guy. Last time. Are you talking about... Siren. Oh, no, no, no. Cassio. Different siren. There's more than one. Mm. Two things can be true at once. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that... I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe we could plug our ears before going into uh, this? Well, maybe you guys could. I don't know if I can do that. But I'll just focus really hard on not, I guess, listening. But I don't know. They're pretty... They're telling me a lot of stuff I want to hear, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, Edgar is actually going to um, 
I wish I had something to plug my ears. What do I have with me? Um, could I? So hey, I, Edgar, I got you. Watch this. And Cassio takes the shotgun that he's holding and uh, just fires <laughs> right, like, right, right next to <laughs> right next to Edgar's head. Um, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Uh, and then, and then I kick open the door and I. I rack another round and hey yo let's fucking do this you guys fucking clock in there the music is so loud um it's like rumbling your um like your bones it's rattling your bones um you step down into this this uh magical scene um as you walk into this room you step down the stairs what you see before you is a glass floor, pure, clean, clear glass. It's huge. This is the length of the ship. What you're seeing is an empty room, massive and stretching out in front of you with a glass floor. And below that glass floor, purple and black swirling lights. They occupy the space in the water as you can see it flowing below you. Seaweed, various fish. You see this beautiful, majestic scene of wildlife. Almost uh, unnatural. I mean, there's a huge congregation of life here. The other thing you see is something out of the horrors that you can't possibly begin to comprehend. As you look down and as you start to look at the outline of the glass here, you realize that there's some kind of figure below you. You don't know what it is nor how big it could possibly be, but you realize there's an outline of something here. And the reason you can tell that is because it's slightly stirring. You can see these huge undulating tentacles, these massive lidded eyes, and see teeth and claws and what look like scales, all sort of moving below the surface as these fish sort of glide over it. Music is pounding here. Do you step down into this room? You don't see any other thing than this. Edgar's going to look to Cassio and Jerry because he can't hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> he has tendinitis. Tendinitis. My joints. I can't move, guys. I'm sorry. Cassio gives you a thumbs up. Can I investigate a mystery just to like read everything? Eight. I get to hold one, and I can ask a question. Ask away, baby. I'm going to ask, what sort of creature is it? Especially you. Yeah, Jerry knows this guy. Being from hell. Um, you kind of know that there are lots of different hells. You know what I mean? Lots of cultures out there, a lot of religions, a lot of various interpretations of the afterlife. One thing that also really stands out is that there 
are many understandings of the time before afterlife, a time before anything. And that these great old ones ran the show a while ago. And what you're looking at is potentially one of the many faces of one of these great old ones. It seems to maybe be awakening um, with you here. You don't know why it's in hell. You don't know how it's in hell. You don't know why it's on the second level, if anything. Um, but this is one of those primordial beings that existed potentially prior to the beginning of the universe. Um, there is no age to this thing. There is no conception of it. Um, it is larger than you can possibly fathom, both physically um, and spiritually. Do you relay that to the group? Yeah. Oh, I heard about this guy This guy when I was in ghost jail. Um, yeah, you don't want to mess with them. These beings, especially here in hell, are talked about with, like, reverence. They are talked about, like, as the old gods um, that fell before. And now we live in a time of the devil and God. You think I ought to give him one of these? And Cassie holds up the shotgun. Uh, no. Can I roll to read a bad situation? Yeah, you can do that. This seems like a bad situation. It's a 10. Um, so I get three hold. Okay. So the first thing is um, what's most vulnerable to me? Yeah, you realize that there is nothing here that you need to... Uh, like, there's nothing here that is vulnerable to you. Um, the glass is not regular glass. It's not going to shatter. Um, it seems like when you touch, like, as you can see it, it seems, like, impossibly thick. Um, there's nothing. It's blank walls. Um, it's a blank ceiling. It's just this sort of magical scene in front of you, these purple and dark swirling lights. Um, it doesn't seem like anything is vulnerable to you, but that also means that nothing is, like, um, a danger to you necessarily. There's not much else besides this huge being. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? No, you, um, you sort of like look behind you, you look around the room, you can see to the far reaches of it because it's sort of lit up the whole way. Um, and there's nothing that would suggest anything other than this roiling mass of flesh and terror below you would be the only potential danger to you. Um, I guess what's the best way out? Uh, you can see another exit across the room. That is one thing that you can say. The closest way out is behind you, but the one that this, it actually, it honestly looks like you're at the back of the ship and all the way over there is like a lit, you know, exit at the front of the ship. It has like an exit sign literally over it. We should check out that door. Um, as you've entered and sort of like you've, you've breaking, you've broken this barrier, um, in between um, what this world is and the world above. Um, you can see that the mass is starting to turn faster and undulate a little bit more um, as it sort of starts to move a bit underneath the glass. C- Cassio, can you ripstick us across? I'm scared to touch the glass. Um, so as you make your way across... Uh, it's long, folks. Like, it's a long, long distance here. Um, that shape below you is roiling and moving. 
Um, you see it, you make it about halfway, and it sort of shifts underneath you as you see one huge eye open up, deep purple and black maroon. As it opens, you can see it focus its gaze upon you. As it looks at you, and the three of you hear a voice deeper than anything that you can possibly fathom, richer and more complex, full of time and love and horror and everything that it means to be alive, um, this voice talks to you and says, Pentrimus, what are you doing here? Why are you here? I haven't seen people for ages. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what up? I'm Cassio. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I hope that's cool. Hello, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mixed Success. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Mixed Success Podcast, and our email is mixedsuccesspodcast at gmail.com. See you next time.